Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Unbreakable with Jay Glaser, a mental health podcast helping you out of the gray and into the blue. Now, here's Jay Glazer. Welcome into Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer. I'm Jay Glazer, and we have an incredible guest today that I cannot wait to learn from and to have you all learn from as well. He has coached some of the most well-known and most decorated athletes of our time uh, in those six inches between our ears. But before I get to him, if you're like many people, you may be surprised to learn that one in five adults in this country experience mental illness last year, yet far too many fail to receive the support they need. Carolyn Behavioral Health is doing something about it. They understand that behavioral health is a key part of whole health, delivering compassionate care that treats physical, mental, emotional, and social needs in tandem. Carolyn Behavioral Health, raising the quality of life through empathy and action. Look, we talk mental health a lot, and that doesn't always mean issues. Mental health could lead to mental wealth. It's what you do with what goes on between your ears. And I always talk about, you know, we have physical coaches all the time that we all lean into, but we need coaches for our mental health as well. And there's just not too many of them out there. This man, though, he is coached the Tom Brady's, Michael Phelps, Desmond Howard, Charles Woodson, the best of the best of the best. And Greg Harden just came out with a new book, Stay Sane in an insane world, if there's anybody who understands that. It is me, Greg. I always talk about the roommates in my head, trying to get them to play along nicely together. How you doing, man? Oh, man, life is great. And I'm just thrilled and humbled to have an opportunity to chat with you, Jay. I appreciate it, man. So you right there, and I just want to go back and forth on each other because we have a, a lot of mutual friends that we work with. But you said life is great. Did you always think like that? Are you ready for this? Yep. I'm too dumb to be depressed. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I got I got tired of being so smart that I was overthinking and overworking and anxious all the time. So I decided that uh, I really just need to simplify things and keep it as simple as possible. And I've been able to figure out what's working and what's not working. And what's not working, I attack uh, relentlessly. One of the things I loved in your book, and we'll go back because I want people to know your story also, but just something that that really stood out for me. And I've trained a lot of people in mixed martial arts. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago, Randy Couture, who's you know my partner doing a lot of this stuff, who's one of the baddest dudes on the planet. I was getting upset with one of our fighters because just over and over and over, I could, like, man, how how can I 
I'm explaining this, I thought, in such simple terms. And Randy pulled me aside, and Randy's coached. He's won seven, uh, six world titles himself and coached several other world champions. And he says, hey, don't tell them what you don't want. Just tell them what you do want. And Ooh. I saw that in your book, really, like, that stood out for me, one of the first things that I read. Go go a little bit more into that about getting, the, you know, the most out of people in, in the right way. Well, it's it's crucial that you give people an opportunity to tell you who they are. And if you don't ask questions and you're in, in there just running your mouth, telling them what they th- should think and what they should do and how they should feel, you're stupid. You've got to find out what's important to the person you're talking to. What is their dream? What is their idea? What is their definition of success? And help them shape it in such a way that they include mental fitness. See, we talk about mental health a lot. And folks, when I first started doing this 30, 40 years ago, mental health, it was hard to talk about. So I started talking about mental fitness and training for it and helping them understand that all of us are vulnerable. But if we are serious about being a total person, there are three levels of fitness, physical, mental, and spiritual. Now, I'm not going to define spiritual for you, but I'll certainly define mental for you. If there was anyone that would understand this, JSU, and your gang and your team, you ready? If we ask somebody from, from another planet to uh, help, help us understand physical fitness, they'd be like, but if you had to explain it to somebody, you'd be talking about their strength, their endurance, their stamina, their cardiovascular. And until you say the word recovery, you don't understand fitness. And ask people, well, then what is mental fitness? Well, they'll go on and on and on. And until they understand, we're talking about shortening, telescoping, how fast you recover. All of us will experience trials and tribulations. All of us will be brokenhearted, grief, loss, all of these things attack us. But how fast do you recover? Because you have to come back. And so what we want to do is shorten Jay's recovery time because he go get, you know, anxiety is going to attack. You know, depression is going to be talking about, I've been waiting for you, fool. Right? <laughs> I got you. Yeah, you. You're tired. Good. Come here. Your recovery time, though, is what you've shortened, Jay. That's what you've been doing. And that's what we train people to do. To understand the greatest. And you've alluded to it. And we've never talked. But you said it so clearly. The greatest competition in your life is between your ears. There's no greater challenge. So you're not just talking physical recovery. And, and by the way, I love that you say that. You know, our gym unbreakable, we recover you as, as hard as we train you. I was one of those meathead lifters and fighters who trained four times a day and more and more and more. And then, you know, I had a coach a long time ago saying, man, if you're healthier than that guy across from you, you'll win. But it took me, you know, obviously a while and to figure that out. You're not just talking the physical recovery part. You're talking, how do I get these guys to mentally recover? Bruh, so the pe- everyone that came in my office was not struggling with uh, addiction or, or depression. They were trying to figure out how to be the best possible performer they could be. So I have to convince them that if, if you're training physically, you have to train mentally. And you can't come in here like once every six months and say, I feel great. <laughs> you got to come in and get a hit every chance you get. You've got to be reinforced to reinvent yourself because everyone's got baggage. And letting go of yesterday's baggage will make you a better athlete. 
Becoming a more leading with care, compassion, and concern will make you a better athlete. Learning to ask for help will make you a better athlete. So we're trying to convince somebody if they are a better person, they'll be a better athlete. I'm going to go there, Jay. You ready? Yeah. I'm going to tell you the secret that ain't a secret. Self-love and self-acceptance. Look, all of us want four A's. We need attention. We need affection. We need approval. And we need acceptance. Oftentimes we settle for attention <laughs> and approval, but you know, deep down in your heart, what you want is to be loved and to be accepted. But until you put the word self in front of it, something's missing. Self-love and self-acceptance must become a mission and obsession for you to have the breakthrough that, that, that re- helps you recover even faster from those moments of despair. Like I alluded to earlier, you've worked with Tom Brady, Michael Phelps, Charles Woodson, you know, Desmond Howard at, at University of Michigan. And I know you work with other sports teams, a lot of other people as well. But how did your journey get you there in the first place that they started leaning into you to help them strengthen and recover those six inches between their ears and what's behind their ribcage? I was invited to work with uh, the football team at the University of Michigan. And uh, I infiltrated a, a, a system that was about uh, getting the best out of people. Now, I was invited because I was supposedly an expert on alcohol and drugs. They asked me to come in and give a, a, a speech. So I said, you want me to come in and do a 20-minute rah-rah, 40-minute, we love you, just say no, to 18 to 22 years old. That is the dumbest idea in the world. I said, <laughs> I said so let me give you the names of some folks that might do it. And I said, but this is Michigan. I said, yeah, I went to Michigan. This is Michigan football. Yeah, I love Michigan football. That's nice. But that doesn't work. They know more about alcohol and drugs than we do. But standing up in front of the group and then you get to check a box and say, we did a lecture. No, I can't, I can't have my name associated with that. So the head coach at the time was a gentleman named Schembechler. Schembechler wanted to, who is this fool? Let me meet him. <laughs> so I came in and suggested to him that if he was serious, the lecture would be this part of the program and the whole program would include something that didn't exist yet, integrated behavioral health care. That's what you know about behavioral health care. But it didn't have that name at the time. So I'm saying if I come in and talk to your team, I need to know who the physician is. I need to know who the sport administrator is. I need to know who the uh, treatment facility is going to be. I need to know how we're going to capture if a guy raises his hand and says, oh, my God, I, I just have to confess, I'm struggling mightily, what would happen to him? And if you can't tell me what happened to that kid, if you're talking about you kicking him out, I don't want any parts of it. And that's how it got started. The next thing you know, several years goes by, and a new athletic director comes in and says, we're not using you effectively, are we? I said, well, as a matter of fact, you're not. <laughs> he said, well, what would you do differently? I say, instead of being focused on pathology and someone getting in trouble, we need to set it up so a young person could talk to somebody other than a coach about daily living problems. Because the biggest problem you have with athletes in college is they keep turning out to be human beings. Don't tell anybody. But they're going through the same crap the rest of those students are going through. Plus, they have a full, two full-time jobs, being a student and being a first-class, top-tier, peak-performing athlete. But they don't know who they are yet. Yes. Come on. They, right. ooh, don't get me started. 
<laughs> You're 300 pounds, six foot eight inches tall. You look like a grown ass man and your kid, an adolescent, struggling to find out who you are, where you fit in, our needs. So if we can give them a vehicle by which they could just talk to somebody, a continuum of care. You can come in and talk to me about you dating a fool. <laughs> or you can come in and talk about this depression is killing me. That's a wide range, Jay. <laughs> My mom and daddy crazy. <laughs> I think I'm going to kill myself tonight. That's a wide range. I had a kid, this is a true story. I had a kid who was the top tier lineman. He was that guy, all Big Ten, all American, all boom, boom, boom. And it's the night of the biggest game of his life. And he says, look, I, I've been trying not to bother you about this, but uh, the girl I'm dating, I mean, I, we broke up and uh, she's uh, uh, on drugs and she's suicidal and she's sitting outside of my house every night with a gun. Yeah. We got a 20 year old kid who's trying to decide what he won't, he won't tell anybody that's what she's doing. And he doesn't want to get her in trouble, but she's threatening herself. She's threatening him. She's threatening the community. Bruh. So historically, that's not what he would have been sent in for. Does he have a cocaine problem? No, his girlfriend has a cocaine problem and she's crossing the line. So having built into a system an opportunity for young people to say, I just need to just chat. I just need to vent. Tom Brady didn't come in to see me because he was in trouble. He came in because he was confused. Desmond Howard is coming in talking about, say, man, I've seen what you've done. Tell me what to do. What? There's a 19. Jay, Desmond Howard studied me for a year before he talked to me. Wow. Wow. Desmond Howard studied me and says, look, I, I'm watching you and like, uh, I see what you've done, what you're doing. You're standing in front of us and you, you, I mean, they tell you that we have a, a short attention span. They tell you that you can only talk to us for 10 minutes. You keep us for 45 minutes straight and nobody is saying anything except responding to what you want. How do you do that? You sometimes look like a preacher. Sometimes you look like a comedian. Then you seem like a bloody professor. Is that on purpose, sir? <laughs> what did you say? How old are you? 19 years old, Jay, saying, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to command the audience. I want to be that guy. In addition to that, I want to be the best player on the team. <laughs> so when you talk about Brady, I always say with Tom, Man, you want to find out, you want to be the best, find out who the best is and do more than them. And that's the secret is success, right? Just how many people really just want to put that work in. Not as many people want to put that work in like Tom does. But give me, A, what you think makes them different than everybody else. And then B, some of the things you did to help Tom get to this level. What makes Tom Brady and a handful of other people that you've alluded to different? They were hungry. That's predictable. Right. But they were humble. Hungry and humble? Come on, Jay. I mean, hungrier than a, a bear coming out of hibernation. But humble enough to say, school me, coach me. They were coachable. Right. Coachable, Jay. That's who you love. The guy in your gym who's coachable, yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, who don't take offense to it. Absolutely. Come on. Right. No, give it to me. Give it to me straight. They wanted it straight. No chaser. You understand? That's what they wanted. 
what happened with Tom was uh, is, is legendary. And you'll hear me in trailers and shows making it very clear. It's nothing I can teach Tom Brady about football. There's nothing I can tell Austin Matthews about hockey. There's nothing I can tell Jay, JG about being all the things he's been. <laughs> but if what I can tell Tom Brady and anyone that will listen to me is to practice, train, and rehearse, giving 100%, 100% of the time at everything you do, not just at, at, at MMA, not just at lifting weights, but if you can give 100% of the stuff you don't even like, what happens to you when you get to the stuff you love? You've got a habit of pushing yourself. Now, you look at Brady and you say, now this is win, lose, or draw. He said, oh, what does that mean? I say, ah, Brady is the guy that will say, yeah, you said 100%, 100% of the time, win, lose, or draw. I say, that means that, brother, if I fight Jay Glazer and he beats my behind and he says, Damn, I don't ever want to fight that guy. <laughs> You've done all you can do. All I'm asking you is to do all you can do every time. And so if we're real honest, you can't give 100%, 100% of the time. But if it's your default mode, if it's where you are always trying to go, if it is in the back of your mind, if it's your mindset, is it where, if, if it's how you roll my worst day, It'll be better than the average man's best day. Bam! Love that. Come on, man. <laughs> love that. Absolutely love that. Again, you, you know, these guys are not the most trusting people in the world. How did he get their trust? How did he get Tom Brady's trust, Michael Phelps' trust? There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tom Brady watched what Desmond Howard and I did. And Desmond Howard, Desmond Howard created this secret weapon guy, right? In Sports Illustrated 19 Lottie Dottie. <laughs> so Tom watched what Desmond and I did, and he talks to Desmond, and Desmond said, this is the guy. So he says, I just want to chat with you because, you know, I know Desmond was getting ready to leave, and you talked to him, and right now I'm struggling mightily. Uh, this is, I don't know uh, if I should stay here. Tom says, you know, gee, I want to be the starting quarterback at Michigan, so I'm coming to see you. And I have to say, Tom, Tommy, I can't help you be starting quarterback at Michigan, but I can help you believe if no one else believes in your ass and who you are and who you're going to become. He said, let's start right there. He said, let's go. Rob, all I can help you, I don't, well, the coaches don't believe, I don't care what your coaches think. What do you think? How do you see yourself? If they, if you don't believe in yourself, why should anybody else? He said, ooh, this guy was so coachable, so humble, so hungry, he would just take notes. Here's the piece. You've got to decide, Tom Brady, you've got to decide, Desmond Howard, that with or without football, your life is going to be amazing. Wow. Once you decide that your life is going to be amazing, whether this crap works or not, we just increase the chances that it'll work. So because lift yourself you know, up everywhere is what you're saying. Tom Brady looks at you, and, I, and you know me. I say, what did I just say, Tom? He said, well, you said that basically I'm more than a football player. That's all I said. Tom, you must not define yourself as a football player. Right. You're a man. And what kind of man do you want to be? How do you want to operate as a human being? You got to decide. You want to go to the NFL? You need to screw the NFL. What does the NFL stand for? Not for long. Not, not for long. So until you understand that football is a vehicle, a vehicle for you to get what you want, for, you, for self-expression, if you don't use it and play with it and turn it into to an adventure, you're going to be confused because if it's not working, you're going to be all sad because football doesn't work. I need you to be so obsessed with trying to figure out who you are and who you want to become that football just falls in place. Does that fall under, and I, you know, I saw in your book, I saw that stood out to me, your control the controllables? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Jay, I can't control what your coaches think. I can't control what your coaches are going to do. You can't control. How old is your coach, Tommy? Uh, 45, 50 years old. What's the likelihood of your coach changing? Zero. Okay, so what can you change? Hmm. My attitude, how I'm approaching it, how I'm responding to it, how you control your response, control your reactions. That's what you can control. You can't control them. That's what it means. You teach people to go to the space where they are, they have control over something. You can barely control yourself, but you better fight for that. You better focus like a laser beam on controlling how you respond and how you react. And I'll get into Michael Phelps. Because Michael Phelps, my dude, and I just want to let you know, Michael Phelps and I both come out and, and talk about our mental health issues, our depression, anxiety. And it's been one of the best things I think that ever could happen to either one of us. Because he and I, I had him on this podcast. 
And we were so raw and vulnerable. He and I have known each other because we did a subway commercial together about 15 years ago, set along those lines. And we, we lost touch. But when we started talking about our mental health issues, suddenly we had a battle buddy. He reaches out to me. I reach out to him. When I'm struggling, I reach out to him. When he's struggling, he reaches out to me. We have this team, but also we reach out to each other when we're not struggling. So we always know we have someone there. So he's very special to me as well. I know he is. When I hit him, when I told him I'm, you know, I'm having you on, he said, that's my dude. That's my guy. He's the best. So he went crazy. So I know why he's so special. Tell me how you guys linked up and, and what you did with him. Jay, just segue back to where you, 15 years ago, you were a totally different person. Yes. <laughs> I created a character that everybody, I thought everybody I, loved. I, I remember that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to have fun to hide my pain. You were gifted and talented in Thank doing you. I was the sport administrator for swimming and diving and water polo, right? And so we had to hire a new uh, head coach for the men's uh, swim team. So this guy named Bob Bowman uh, resume shows up, and I'm fascinated by this person. Now, I'm not thinking clearly at the time, Michael Phelps. I'm, I'm not even thinking that because the resume is not saying Michael Phelps. And I'm looking at Bowman's profile. I'm saying, God, I like this guy. We got to interview him. And he comes in, he interviews, and I say, hey, this is the guy I want to hire. The rest of y'all make your decision, but this is the guy I want to hire. We hire Bob Bowman. Who shows up with Bob Bowman? Michael Phelps. So now Michael Phelps is the volunteer assistant coach <laughs> for a college swim team. And in the pool with our guys, kicking their butts and, 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 and training them. So Bob Bowman turns out to be the most coachable coach, oxymoron, the most coachable coach I'd ever worked with. Wow. That's a heck of a statement there. Bruh, I'll say it to anyone. And, and, and I've had some great coaches and some great experiences. But Bob Bowman said, tell me what works, what doesn't work. Because he it was a different age group and population that he had never worked with before. So he said, you know, you're my administrator. I'll listen to you. So a year goes by and he says, you know, um, me and Mike are going through some, some challenges. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're talking, he, he, Michael is now 18, 19 years old. And you know, he's hasn't had a childhood. Right. He was identified at 12 years old wow. to, be an, to be an Olympian. By 15, he's in the Olympics. By 18, 19, he's back in the Olympics, kicking ass and taking names. But Rebellion has to take place. So he begins to act out. And like Bob is so confused. He's never been like this. He's always been perfect. And daddy, yeah, why is this going on? And he can't understand that he's surrogate daddy. Who else you going to rebel against? Bob? Bob's my guy. I'm coaching Bob. And he said, do you think you could talk to Michael? I said, no, hold on, player. Michael ain't going to come talk to me. And he said, yeah, but, but I said, I'll tell you what. You tell Mike that I'm fascinated with him and want to meet him and then tell him who I've worked with. And he says, okay. Mike comes in and, uh, and we're kicking it. Jay Glazer, listen carefully. I treated Michael Phelps like he was a person, like he was just another cat off the block. Stars, fool, I see stars all the time. Come on, sit down. Let's talk about who you are, where you're going, and how you're going to get there. And what are you going to do besides uh, gold medals? And when are you going to give 100% again? Because you're not. And he's looking at me like, what? 
I say, hey, hey. so we just would kick it. We would just kick it. We wouldn't talk about anything except his life. And he did. Who gets to do that? He doesn't get to do that. I don't care that you're all this and that. You know, what's working, what's not working in your life? And that door opens up. It opens up a door to talk about life and the pursuit of happiness. So what would make you happy other than, I said, what if you got rich and famous for real? What would you do with power and influence? JG, that's what I talk about to my guys. So what happens if this turns into everything you dreamed of? Now what are you going to do? When are you going to let go of daddy issues? When are you going to let go of yesterday's baggage? I say, bro, I can make, you'll be a better, a better Olympian if you let go of some of this crap you dragging around everywhere you go. So I wasn't his therapist, but I convinced him that he might need to talk to somebody. <laughs> yeah, so we, we've had a great relationship since he was a, a teenager in Ann Arbor trying to find himself. And that's what he was trying to do. And I was fortunate enough to be there. And he allowed me to talk to him like he was a regular guy. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I think people like this, you know, they definitely need somebody like you because for me, I wasn't able to feel love from the inside out because of depression and anxiety. So I didn't understand what that was. But as a result of that, it forced me to go seek out and do, I thought, such great things to get some love from the outside in and hope they meet in the middle. But the, the biggest shock to my system was yes. quote unquote made it. I wasn't happy. My wallet was not an antidepressant. 
holy crap, you got to be kidding me. Like it wasn't rainbows and unicorns, like that outside stuff, wanting to make me happy from the inside out. Where do we find that from? Jay, listen to what you just said. Remember I talked about the four A's, the need for attention, affection, approval, and acceptance. I've made a fool of myself, but I've also risen to the highest levels possible pursuing attention, affection, approval, and acceptance. That's what you did. That quest for the four A's led you down this path, which ends up being an amazing path. It doesn't cure you. It doesn't fix you, but it sets you up to be on a mission. Your mission comes from your challenges. Your pain has created a monster on mental health's ass. No doubt. Scars make me who I am. No doubt. I don't talk about my successes. I talk about my scars. I, I brag to myself about my scars, not my success. And I think, you know, th- that's a big thing we can teach people is that, look, we're not all going to have the successes we want. We all got scars. And if you can lean into those scars, those could be your superpowers. And so being able to help people have a clue and they get tired of clues. Tell me what to do. Sometimes they say you need to obsess over self-love and self-acceptance. You're obsessing over everybody else's love. You're obsessing over about everybody else's acceptance. When at some point will you deliberately and intentionally decide, I'm going to love me. I'm going to love me so much I can afford to love you. (laughs) Because where we go is like how I feel about me, flaws and all. Flaws and all. Until flaws and alls is included, that's that's not love. And love and love till you give it away. But the love I'm giving away is simply counterfeit. Ah, how do I get there? Because I want to be a loving, caring, compassionate, concerned individual. And in order to give the love that I want to give, it has to come from my heart. It has to be something I can see in me. It doesn't mean it's perfect. It will never be perfect. And the pursuit of perfection is a fool's game. But pursuing perfection is fun. But if you try to be perfect, you'll kill yourself. You'll never be happy. We talk about the approval part. It wasn't until this past year that I learned how important it is for me to build up my self-approval, not the approval from everybody else. But, man, I'm 53. I didn't learn how to start doing that until recently. I wish I met you freaking 25 years ago, man. <laughs> bruh, bruh. Jay, I'm, I'm like, I think I was in my mid to late 30s. And I'm giving all these speeches and lectures and talking about four A's. And like, I was, for some odd reason, it hit me. My God, I'm almost 40 years old and I'm still seeking my father's approval. Right. What am I doing? And so I decided that my father loved me. He just didn't know how to show it. I decided my father believed in me, and but he didn't, his father, he didn't even know who his father was. How No one modeled for him how to be a daddy. And instead of me just pissing and moaning about what he didn't do, I had to start looking at what did he do and what did he do right? And what he did wrong, I've articulated it. I've chronicled it. I've documented it. <laughs> but when am I going to allow him to be a human being instead of daddy who I wanted? So I decided my father loved me and that he thought highly of me. And I said, I'm done with that. I swear to God, two weeks later, the phone rings. Hey, this is your pops. Hey, dad, how you doing? He said, I'm all right. Uh, 
you know, what's going on? Well, I'm surprised. Why are you calling me? He said, well, I needed your advice. So who's this? <laughs> <laughs> no, really. Is, can I speak to my father? <laughs> he said, no, you, you're funny. He said, yeah, I, I figured you know more about this than I do. Who is this? Bruh, I'm, I'm, I'm flipping out because he's never talked like this. But whatever God you believe in sent me a message that, fool, you did the right thing, forgiving your father for not being perfect, letting go of yesterday's baggage. My father called and told me he loved me and and admired and respected me. Bro, I was, I mean, and all I did was decide two weeks ago to stop holding him hostage to what he didn't do. Open up your universe, right? Lord, you start attracting something that you never thought you'd get. That's beautiful. That's amazing. That's a true story. It's hard for a lot of us. Yeah. Bruh. But let's think about how it applies. Who thinks of MVP? Thank you. Who sits up and thinks about what am I going to do next? And comes up with stuff that's going to save lives. Okay, my next mission is to save more lives. Jay, that's what you did. Thank you. And so everybody running around trying to know how great you are. You, You can't hear that. But what you can hear is what you have done is concrete and measurable. You've changed lives. You've saved lives. And you did it on purpose. I do. Thank you so much. I wouldn't have been able to accept that years ago. I can now. Because that's Bruh. being of service is what, man, that keeps me in the blue. It's beautiful. And I'm not you doing never it. dreamed I, you'd be doing this. Never. If I didn't have those scars, I couldn't do it. Bruh, if you didn't have the scars, you wouldn't be able to look at a cat who you choose you've never been in and say, I can relate. Right. And they say, I think you can. They they know you can. Because, bruh, this, this ain't about us. This book is not about me. There's stories in this book, short, to the point, knocking on your butt stories that you will love. And somebody, you don't have to read it all. You can just open that bad boy up and a story will pop you in your eyes. Right? But there's short stories to tell people the, the history of folks who, who are like them. Everybody I talk about, this is not about athletics. This is not about stars. It's about people struggling to find out who they are and how to become the world's greatest expert on one subject themselves. Beautiful. Give me, before I let you go, got two more questions. Yes, sir. Give me another message in this book that you want to make sure the world can hear that I haven't brought up. The most important piece is that no one can make you feel inferior without your permission. Eleanor Roosevelt. Eleanor Roosevelt? No one can make you feel inferior without your permission? Okay, let me tell you what Greg wrote. Your self-worth and self-esteem must not be based on performance or external factors. How I feel about me ain't got jack to do with how much money you're going to pay me. Ain't got jack to do with how many touchdowns I run. How I feel about me has to go beyond what you think of me, what I'm doing. I'm going to fight for it. And you got to be willing to fight for it and not just hope and wish. <laughs> uh, is this, is, is, is your uh, uh, podcast X rated? Oh, you can say whatever the fuck you want. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Jay, don't, don't, don't judge me. All right. You're in my office and you're talking about, I wish I, I'm so tired of being this way. And I would say to you, Jay, we've been together now for like 
several months, maybe a couple of years. So I want you to do an experiment. I want you tonight, I want you to go home. I want you to take your left hand. I want you to wish in it. I want you to take your right hand, Jay, and I want you to shit in it. And then come back and tell me which one got filled first. <laughs> I got issues. I know, I know. <laughs> we all do it. Well, wish in one hand and shit in the other and tell me which gets filled first. Wishing is not enough. You got to fight for your sanity. You got to do whatever it takes to stay sane in this crazy world. They can't have me. They can't have you, Jay. Love that. Man, I love that. If we do, we, we let all the external voices shape us and they become the truth when they don't have to be the truth. Right. We can decide what that truth is. Them voices in your head be lying. Right. <laughs> You're all fucked up. You're not worthy. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm fucked up, but I'm good with my fucked upness now. I'm worthy of being fucked up. <laughs> predictable, predictable, therefore manageable. So my last question to you is I ask every one of my guests, give me your unbreakable moment. For me, unbreakable is, man, a thing that was supposed to break you, but didn't. And you came through the other side of that tunnel. And as a result of that, man, you're stronger forever. There are quite a few. <laughs> but let me tell you this one this one piece. I think I was in uh, about 23 years old. And I was living a lifestyle that was definitely predictable in terms of what could happen. You're going to be locked up. You're going to be dead. You, you're going to be hospitalized somehow. Some It ain't going to end right the way you go. And I looked. And I prayed and I pondered. And I said to God, if I live to see 25, if I live to see 25, there must be some purpose in, for my life. Yeah, I hit 25 and oops, <laughs> I had made a promise. <laughs> and at 25, I said at 25, I've been on this, I've been on the planet for a quarter of a century. I should at least have a clue who I am and where I'm trying to go. And so, my first purpose was the pursuit of purpose. Man, I love that. Dude, I've loved connecting with you. I've known about you for a long time. You weren't such a secret weapon to me. I, I knew about you for a long time. I'm Not really me. glad we got a chance to connect. Again, yeah, Greg's book, Stay Sane in an Insane World, How to Control the Controllables and Thrive. And I love that, too, because you're not just surviving. You're thriving. There it is. Man, I really appreciate it. Congratulate you on that as well. That That's huge. You know what? One thing when I, you know, wrote this book is how many people you end up helping, empowering, saving, you don't know it. There's watching somewhere else. And it's, it's, I just want you to be able to love yourself up for that because you're probably helping somebody right now that you have no idea about, man. So right. kudos Let to you. Let me make it real clear. I, I don't buy books. I'm getting ready to buy your book. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope people will consider it. picking mine up. But, Brad, thank you. I am so thank humbled you. and pleased to have this opportunity to chat with you and get a clue about who you are for real. My dude, I appreciate you so much. Again, Greg Harden, everybody. Thank you so much, my dude. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 